We love. Okay. All right, everybody, we're going to get the ball rolling on digging deeper here. I hate to break up anything. Please, by all means. Yeah? Like a... Yeah. Oh, well, it's just a breakfast. We're not addicts. Or, okay. we're not, well, I don't think so. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's it, that's very important. I believe that too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. I never want to break up anything. There's some, it's, there's new people talking to members, and I don't ever want to disrupt anything. There's connections being made. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so by all means, keep it going. I don't know how to do this right after the service with that happening, but I think that's not a bad problem to have because good things are happening. And I only have uh, 20 minutes today. Um, so, so you, you think of that when you want to say something. Joe, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. I'm, no. So here's what we can do. Let's pray and then just talk amongst each other, just small group style, okay? Because there, there's so much to say, as always. But just, Father, thank you for this time we have. Thank you for uh, your word, which was presented to us, and we got to hear you speak. And we have clarity, we have direction, um, we, we've been um, exhorted onto good works, but we've been given the substance of the gospel as well. So thank you for this. It's out of the substance of the gospel that we then work. We don't go around that and then just do all the stuff. We go in that and then obey out of it. So thank you for these clarifying things. Thank you for our pastor. Thank you for the, uh, we have a pastor before a congregation who is growing before the congregation. And I think that helps the congregation to grow. So thank you 
that we get to witness that, and it's all your work that you would receive all glory for everything that's taking place. And so I pray for that, um, that same work to occur in our brief time that we have together today, and, and may you continue in our, in our small group, in our time together, and for those online and for those present. And it's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen. So, yeah, we, there was a lot packed into what Leonard said today, so just what, what's in your head now? Just to solicit that from you. I'm going to choose one of you if you want to begin to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when I first came to this church, I did not want to join the praise team. Mandy called me because we had asked Leonard to uh, marry us. And I said yes because I didn't want to say no to the pastor's wife, right? She called me personally and I, I felt like no wasn't an option. <laughs> so, yeah however long it's been since then, 12 years later, didn't see any of this coming. So we have no idea what can come from a little step. So, yeah. Mine is uh, stepping out and finding out there's different things coming about and I want to be a part of it. And, and I want to know if that's where he wants me mm -hmm. or maybe he wants me somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I just want uh, to know if if I can do it, yeah. that's where he wants me, that I can do it for his kingdom. Yeah. Want to make sure you're doing the right thing at the right, right time and the right out reasons. And see yeah. if that's where I need. Mm -hmm. Lord, put me where you need me, where I fit. Yeah. yeah he, he already has everything planned out. We just need to yeah. fit into it. Yeah. He fits us into it, though. That's the, the good part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's. Uh, just look at this a little more. Is there anything else that anybody has on their minds from what we heard today from Leonard? I guess mine yeah. is um, things don't really work out if you put God first. Yeah. When you realize that, that you're not in charge, you, and you need to listen more to God's in charge, things don't work out right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's really biblical, too. Um, Chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians, he's saying, Paul pretty much says, everything sucked until we put God first. That, that's an urban translation. Don't go find those words. Um, he said, everything was misaligned and we were crushed and everything was, wasn't working out. The ministry was flat, was faltering, was kind of swiveling. Um, but then we remembered our Lord and everything got back on track and Second Corinthians is a really good ministry book. Um, but today, this is what we have. Yeah, to, uh, he saved us for a life of um, not just being saved. He established our heart in Christ, but it's not just, it doesn't stop there. Now a way opens in front of you and you live a Godward life from that. You grow in holiness, you grow in grace, you grow in ministry, and the whole life you never imagined when you made your 10-year plan. And so Christians, I guess we make our five and 10-year plans with pencil saying, if the Lord wills, <laughs> but we'll see. 
All right. It's First uh, Corinthians 12, where Paul says it's many different gifts, but one spirit. So it's like it's all from the same God in different people <clears throat> for this God. And yeah, it, it's, it's a good thing to know we're being trained, that we're being sanctified day by day, that we're growing in godliness each time that we open our word, open his word. He's enlarging our hearts to go running after him. Um, I think sometimes we're always looking for like mountaintop kind of things with, with the word, but a lot of it's going to take place over a really long time, slower than we would like, in really mundane ways. So I, I, I think that kind of will diffuse us from having this misconception that if we're not like knocking it out of the park, all the time, we're, we'll, uh, that's okay. He doesn't mean for us. Sometimes he just wants us to get to first base. And when we do things in our own power, we strike out. That's where the baseball illustration's over, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, four, yeah, I like what Leonard said today. Our gifts are not for us. I think uh, he said something a really long time ago that I've always remembered that, um, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember it perfectly, but he said our talents are given to us before salvation, and then once we're saved, they become our gifting to build up the church. Okay? So um, he redeems our talents and what we're good at, that are, and then he redirects them uh, for kingdom purposes. It's not that we have to check what we love at the door, so to speak, before we... Some things, yeah, sinful things, absolutely. But uh, uh, things that we're talented in get redeemed and they get a new purpose and he repurposes us. Um, I played guitar, I was in a band, I was gonna be Kurt Cobain 2.0, which was a terrible idea. And, um, and then Mandy calls, okay? And now I don't care about, I used to think like, I, I used to be in a band and we, we at a show, we, opened, we were this close to a record deal, and um, it, it didn't work out. And I remember friends like, man, you play at church now? I like, that's very strange to them, to the crowd I used to be, <laughs> to the, uh, my old friends. Um, and now, I don't desire the things that I used to. I don't care about, like, playing for all these people making the music that I was satisfied with, I get to do something far greater and sing the truth of God and build his saints up and worship 
I was worshiping myself before. Now, something far greater, far more satisfying. <laughs> um, but yeah, our gifts, our, our talents become our gifts after he redeems them and causes us to use them for his kingdom purposes. Um, for the training up of saints in the work of ministry to build up the body. God wants his body to be built up. He doesn't want us to um, be faltering or in an unhealthy state, uh, but he'll leave us in that unhealthy state if we are until we kind of come to our senses as the prodigal son and, uh, and repent. Um, the churches at the beginning of the book of Revelation, there's these seven churches in chapters uh, two and three. And just to just about all of them, he prescribes repentance so that he would, so that they return to him and start being a healthy walking body. So uh, repentance, turning from our sin to God, not just turning from our sin to something else, but from our sin to God and changing our mind about that, something that he does and helps us with, um, is the God-prescribed route to restoration. Um, to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity and faith in the knowledge of his Son. As we keep saying that... Uh, the primary purpose we've been put on the planet is to know our God and serve him out of that knowledge. So we need built up in unity. We need to be unified around the right things, not just together. You know, we could be together, a bunch of dots, you know, together, like change on a, that you spilled on your table. And all those coins are together, but they're not one. I think Jesus has the ability to take us from all these different hundred pennies on the table and squish us together into a dollar bill so it will work one thing, if you can think about it like that. Um, and it's the gospel that unites us. Remember, the gospel is Paul's only tool, only tool in his toolbox as he writes his letters. Uh, and as we grow in gospel depth, because we, we, sometimes we look for a lot of new things, but we don't need new things. We need depth into what God has always said, not new things being said. Um, and that's what he's going to say next. Um, growing into a mature man, mature people, mature body, with uh, stature and measure by Christ's fullness. I would love to spend a lot of time on that, but I'm going to keep going. Um, then we will no longer be little children. So he talked about a difference between a man and a child. Um, um, we go from, from, he wants us to be the mature man, no longer the little child, tossed to and fro by... Uh, tossed by waves and blown around by every wind of teaching. So the world has, the world we live in, there's a lot of different teachings coming at us all the time through news, social media, just where you live, especially if you live in a diverse city where um, where there's all these different beliefs and non-beliefs and ideologies and political views and and all these different things. If we're established in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're not going to be this, uh, we're not going to be tossed away by the rape, we'll be by the waves, we'll be established. Uh, God doesn't want us to be reeds uh, that are blown over by waves. He wants us to be trees that are strongly rooted. And where we find that ground is the gospel. And we're not going to be blown around by every wave of teaching. Teaching is very... Um, 
powerful thing. Words are the most powerful things in the universe, right? By words, God created everything. Let there be light, and there was. Um, so it's this teaching that's this, this, this establishes our heart position. So what are we going to adhere to? What are we going to believe? What are, uh, and that's why doctrine and doing stuff like this and coming and hearing the word of God is so important. Every time you're doing those things, you're getting more and more root, uh, rooted, more and more secured in the solid ground. And so, you know, when, as Jesus teaches, when the storm comes, you're not going to be like those on the sand washed away. You'll be established on the rock, he says, uh, back in the book of Luke. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because there's so many kids that have never, they, they're, maybe by the time they go to college and, and the professors tell them what they think is totally wrong, they've never heard any kind of religion before. Right. And if we could get them when they're little mm -hmm. and let them believe that way, yeah. at least if they hear, they're going to know and weigh the difference instead of just listen to. Yeah. Opinion that's wrong and be tossed to and from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's immensely important. I mean, look at these gifts that God gave the church. Can um, I say yeah, please. Um, hearing today's sermon and mm -hmm. stuff and what he said about gifts, I would like to think about three weeks ago. I had a young gentleman who was seventeen, and I started watching him when he was two years old, and that's what I did for fourteen years. And I had several families. I watched kids, sometimes I'd have three different families in one day, yeah. kids, and he came to visit me, and he said that I was an inspiration in his life yeah. from how the things, because I watched him flirt until he got older, and I thought today, when he said that about a gift, I'm thinking, well, maybe that was my gift, you yeah. know, because I tried to always think of how I was raised with God, and to do the right things, and Mm -hmm. Just be, you know, so the children learn to get along together because you get all these different kids with different ideas, you know, they don't always get along. Yeah. But I always taught them that you have to be considerate, you have to be thoughtful, and there's all, you know, just try to do the right things. So maybe that was my gift. Yeah, that's great. And thank you for that because you've. The, the, the young that don't get a lot of good direction like that are then these, find a word, uh, I think there's a difference between guys and men, I'll say that. You, then you're just releasing a bunch of guys into society, or a bunch of, um, well, I don't know, immature, undirected people into society, and that does society really bad harm. But if you can raise up, uh, our, if we could raise up our daughters and our sons, um, teach our son in the way, and he and he won't abandon it when he's older. The proverb says, uh, then you have something out in society that's God built, doing God things. And so that's if you have young people in your family, if your mothers and grandmothers and fathers and grandfathers and um, whatever, uh, it is of insurmountable value just to point them to the Lord because the world is going to do everything to do the opposite of that 
yeah. young children, being around all these young children and their different ideas, I mean, from what they learned, especially with COVID, because I just retired last year from Washington, they talked about racist stuff yeah. that was brought up in school, mm -hmm. uh, where they belonged, and I was always said, you know, you always had, you know, put God first, and you just have to, you know, all things you hear is not always the truth. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's hard because I know young kids, that is hard, the things they're going through right now. Yeah, and, and when you're younger, I mean, you're susceptible. You don't have all the boundaries in place in your mind, and so, like, things enter a little easier and find more placing in you, right? And so, to be established, to have this, the gospel of Jesus Christ, established in you is a safe thing. The word, uh, there's a lot of scriptures, but um, it's, it's a safe place for you. It's a refuge. It's, it, it keeps you, so you, I don't know, the, 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 you're not going like north, south, east, and west and just going everywhere you can. If you're established, then you're the middle of the compass. So no matter where you go, the Lord is in you and protecting you and keeping this tossing of the world out. There's stabilization here. There's security here. There's refuge here. The one whose mind is stayed on the Lord, the Lord keeps him in perfect peace. If you watch the news for five minutes, are you going to know perfect peace? Are you going to know any peace, let alone perfect peace? Joe? Dang it, I got to go. Yeah. Ministry of the Holy Spirit, yeah. And in his providence, the Holy Spirit works on that person that you're speaking back when he was raised on all the stuff that was that he took in from her. And the Holy Spirit brings it out to him. Yeah. And it brings it to his attention that there's a God, there's a salvation, there's eternal life, and so on and so forth. And I think that's how that's the importance of raising a child. Yeah. Children, yeah. it's up to the Lord when He's going to bring it to memory. Yeah. Sometimes it don't. Yeah. Um, and I know, and until we go, maybe we pass, and when we find out, yeah. oh, hey, it's too much. The, the Lord will absolutely. Where's my prodigal? You know. <laughs> Where's my prodigal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already having these thoughts about my food. But as Christians, yeah. we we need to be aware and never give up the opportunity to be a vessel. Yeah, they're not going to get it anywhere out there. Yeah, and and out there desperately needs it. That's why this is so important to them. Because um, let's just finish out the text here, and then if you guys would like to keep talking, please do. I'm sorry, I hate to. Um, from him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, 
promotes the growth of the body. So when the church is healthy and the head is in its right spot and the gospel is in place where it ought to be and therefore Christ is on his throne and each individual church he has, um, I think you'll start to see things like we've been experiencing here these last few months especially. I'm seeing new people all the time. I've never heard the gospel so much here. It's awesome. So it's not us, it's him. He's using us. But if if ever you want to say good job to somebody, just say thank you to the Lord instead. Because it's him. Any growth we're experiencing, all of it, it's him fitting, it's him knitting, it's him providing, you know, stable bones to this body. New heart. Sorry, I'll let you speak. Uh, and promotes growth in the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. We're all individual pieces, but we're all united in our doctrine and our devotion. So thank you, Jesus, that you are supplying your church with such grace and mercy. I love what Leonard said earlier when he was praying. Let your mercy follow your grace as we find ourselves uh, deficient but find and find ourselves lacking but find you full. So let us keep looking to you. May our eyes not be on our own determination as, as these things kind of um, light a fire within us to go forward. May it not be determination that keeps us going forward, but faith in you, so that it's not of self, but it's of the Lord. Would you grant us a full and strengthened faith to stand firm in, and that is the, the knowledge of the fullness of Christ our Savior and all that you are and all that you've done for us. Keep our eyes seeking after these things and looking into these things and operating in faith out of these things. It's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Sorry for the short class.